Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black Baller Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Walker. Thank you for listening in on whatever you listen to your podcast on, whether it be Anchor, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so many more mediums. Thank you for listening in to the Black Baller Podcast. You can reach me at coachworkproductions at gmail.com, on social media at the Black Baller One on Twitter, along with my personal one at coachworkmedia, on Facebook at Coachwork Media Enterprises LLC. Make sure you're listening in. Make sure you're responding. Make sure you continue to give me those emails, those tweets, those Facebook messages, uh, whatever you com- you choose to communicate with me on. Just continue to, to support the movement. Shout outs to the crush. Shout outs to the black college experience. Shout out to the HBCU report. Shout out to Sports Radio 929 The Game. Shout out to 680 The Fan, 1230 The Sports X. Shout out to Sports Roundtable. Uh, and shout out to shout outs to many, many more that are are doing this on this level, speaking these sports and continuing to just do their thing on the sports level. There's a lot of things that happened this week. Uh, you know what's going on as we speak. Uh, Duke is taking on Michigan State uh, in the last final four spot. Uh, three have been already settled on the men's side with. Um, Virginia representing the ACC and uh, going back to the final four the, for the first time in 35 years, along with um, two Cinderella so far in Auburn and Texas Tech. So right now you see those teams they have totally busted brackets. So anybody that still says their bracket is intact, they're a damn lie. Anyway, uh, continuing on on the ladies side. You have UConn that continues, even though for the first time in a long time, they weren't a number one seed on the ladies' side, but they just continue to thrive under Geno Ariema, and they are back in the Final Four along with Oregon. Those other two slots will be decided on Monday, and we're going to get into this a little bit because um, in the ladies' first segment because Brianna Stewart, man, Brianna Stewart, uh, former, uh, former UConn Husky, Called out the NCAA for and, and and you know accusing them of not putting some respect on their name. So we're gonna talk about that in the ladies' first segment. Also, we're gonna continue talking um, NFL and NBA, and then in the last segment of the uh, podcast, the fade. We're gonna we're gonna um, ask a question and put it out there as far as NBA free agency about which free agent is more impactful with, with two names that I put out there. Not really two names that 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 are thought about more so. In the free agent realm, but we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Opening day baseball went on, and you saw a lot of happenings already. It's a lot of buzz going on with opening day. I mean, opening day is always a, a special day within all kinds of baseball realms. I'm still, even though I, I, I primarily talk football, uh, I love baseball. Baseball is was my first love in, in growing up, man. And I, I still have a, a, a passion for it. Uh, I look at it. I don't look at it as much as I used to, but still love it. Uh, grew up a Braves fan and, uh, and I still love just what baseball represents in that, into the purity of the game. Uh, I'm not necessarily, um, I, I guess I've grown into the faster, more, exciting realm of, of things but I still appreciate the skill level and what you have to do within baseball to actually succeed within it so special week uh special days is opening days are starting in many parks 
and, and you saw a little bit of excitement, especially with free agents that have gone around. You know, Bryce Harper kind of gets all the news, the new Philadelphia um, Philly. Uh, got booed the first day that he was he was actually a member uh, just because he went, I think, either 0 for 3 or 0 for 4. You know, came back the other day and hit a home run, so kind of got some some redemption. But he, he now realizes he's no longer in Washington. And so those Philly fans are, are, are you know, fanatics, and they're going to let you know whether they're pleased or displeased with your performance. So. Just continue on with talking sports. In our first segment, we're gonna you know how, how we do. I have a, a great appreciation for the ladies, so here is the lady first segment. Now we're talking ladies and and when we're talking about March Madness, I don't want anybody to misconstrue what this madness is about it's not necessarily about the men although they probably get most of the hype let's just be real for a second when people shout out march madness they're, they're primarily talking about the men's ncaa tournament but the ladies are included in that and they have a final four as well going on in tampa so when you're talking about uh march madness and you're talking about really what you're supposed to do in relation to promotion especially when it's Women's History Month, you got to make sure you put some respect, some respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-K, or K-T, whatever you want to, you know, say, uh, as my man, um, my man Birdman said. Uh, Brianna Stewart calls out the NCAA for lack of respect to the women's game during March Madness. Now, of course, you know when, when people get to the, to the Sweet 16 within the men's tournament, there is a slight break, a four- or five-day break between and what the NCAA did, or whoever the, the and this is why social media is so important, because when you're looking at a tweet, the NCAA from the March Madness actual tweet, and it, regardless of whether it was for the men's tournament or not, it said and put out a picture as somebody you know in front of a computer with the March Madness symbol on the back of it says, "When you find out there are no March Madness games until Thursday, hashtag Sweet 16." Basically, had a, a, a mad face beside it. Now, Brianna Stewart says sounds about right coming from a page that has posted nothing about the women's tournament how can we get others to respect us when the ncaa doesn't there was eight women's games on the 25th she is 150 percent right even though you can't have 150 um 100 correct then somebody tried to check her on it said considering the amount literally the amount in account um, is what it was supposed to say, but it says all things NC D1 NCAA men's basketball. Your outrage is misguided. She returns and says, considering March Madness is gender neutral, neutral, it's not. And that is the crux of what the issue is. Now, what you have to realize is this. The NCAA is under one umbrella. And when you're talking about that umbrella for a second. You are all inclusive. That may have come from the NCAA men's Twitter handle or Twitter. However, when you're all under one umbrella, there is your opportunity to promote the brand of the of women. You know, I will say this and many may not agree, but when you're talking about the purity of the game, the women's game is so much more within what basketball used to be. Yes, you have dunk 
or or because you have some women dunking now too. The high flying nature of the game that takes place within the men. But when you're talking about basketball at its purest, you're talking about crisp passing. You're talking about you know motion offenses and 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 things of that nature. Things that you may view the game for. Folks, it, it gets no better than women's basketball, especially those upper echelon programs that know, just know how to do it. And so when you're talking about promoting, especially when we're in the wake of of the women's movement within sports and you're talking about them still constantly fighting for the respect that they so richly deserve and really our presence as far as respecting the game and respecting their nuances of the game. When you have an opportunity to put that out there. You, you're supposed to take, you know, the opportunity to do so, especially when those are your sisters in the same kind of realm, in the same kind of, of tournament. Doggone it. When you're talking about there are no games on this, people, man, hey, there's an opportunity to say this game is going to be on. Let's look at the ladies for these three or four days while, while we're out. You're not trying to go against them. It's not like you're trying to go. Uh, you're trying to put out that you're trying to promote another sport. Again, you're within the same umbrella. So why in the world wouldn't you do that? So she was doggone right in what she said. And when you're talking about people that are constantly fighting for respect in the sports realm, even though it's done so much to enhance women's lives or enhance the cause of women in general. Yeah, you would want somebody that, you know, you have the eyes of America on. Why not? take an opportunity to promote your systems in sport so i think it, it was it was you know about time that someone um took the opportunity to say that and i love her advocacy in in the women's game so you know kudos to brianna stewart uh for doing that but it, but it just goes to show you regardless of of what strides you make within anything sometimes you have to give reminders to people that the fight is not over and, and I know so many different things that that people are advocates on that when when someone says you made it, you you kind of find out that, no, you you haven't because respect is the last last brick in that whole building. And that is when you don't have to say anymore that that you, when you don't have to give notice to something, that's when you know it's it's really is done. You know that you don't have to fight anymore. Uh, to be to be respected or to be noticed and so when you have someone obviously and whether it was a student uh, whether it was a uh, an intern or something in that nature that kind of puts that up I understand where they were coming from within it but at the same time when you're talking about cross promotion and or an opportunity to to promote promote a brand that also assists you especially when you get that support you just missed out on a golden opportunity to to enhance the women's game, especially within notoriety, especially within people noticing it. Uh, along with that, when you're talking about women, women that are are helping each other out. Serena Williams was, was in a um, in, in an article promoting uh, women's brands and black women in business. And she caught some flack for that. Now, I'm not exactly sure what she's supposed to do. When it comes to both promoting gender and promoting um, promoting even race and, and talking about black businesses, especially those that are under those are two underrepresented classes. And so I don't know why anybody would get mad over her doing so. But 
in 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 you know the great Serena form. She's unbothered by those things. So continue to do what you do as we're wrapping up the ladies' first segment. Just again, shout outs to all those female pioneers who who set and blaze trails so that we can all follow to kind of understand and 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 respect uh though those those pioneers as equals and if you didn't before make sure you do make sure you continue to do so so now we're going to move forward to in the nfl and talk about draft and free agency for a second man i've never seen a time where where within the nfl that free agency and the draft was just were just so prevalent like i don't know how in the world they managed to do it but they have managed to out I, I guess out analyze or out ah what's the word I'm looking for to to just grasp the mind of people and be drawn into into his free agency and there's so many people on an NFL roster that sometimes you don't pay attention to certain things but but somehow some way they have managed to capture the 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 notice and, and capture the mind of people looking to see what their team is doing in free agency and I'm not just talking about those big folks. Uh, I'm talking about those little moves uh, that go along with that. And like, who who do we have today? You know, kind of like, um, fa- I guess we're in the fantasy, you know, fantasy sport generation where you're trying to see what teams they have obtained. So the NBA used to be masters of that in, in that uh, when people started trying to make, you know, those big threes or whatever, even before then, trying to see where those free agents would land. Now, the NFL somehow, and again, I think it due to some date changes and, combine information and things of that nature they have brought in the mindset that hey we're gonna capture these people uh, during those off months and, and just continue to have people crave the sport and just looking and see I, I guess indirectly being an educator maybe it's drawing some people to do some math and, and science and you know and analyzing and, and and you know going into the the whole uh, the whole business side of, of what we do, you know, so Spotrack has 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 gotten and captured a, a whole lot of people. For those that don't know what it is, that's basically it's a website that keeps up with sporting contracts and cap space when it comes to a team. So go on and you'll you'll you kind of find everything. But when you're looking at, though, at the way that free agency, NFL free agency, especially has captured our minds, you could kind of see where where people want to go and get better uh we we've seen a couple of uh, moves already we talked you know a couple of weeks ago about antonio brown and and we talked about Le'Veon bell and we we talked about players that that are impactful where you're also seeing trades going on right now that that are impactful chicago bears traded um running back jordan howard to the philadelphia eagles so now you kind of see them getting stronger uh and, and i'm kind of a catch-22 when it comes to this Jordan Howard was a good and serviceable back, serviceable back for Chicago. However, it gives an opportunity for my, you know, one of my favorite players in the NBA that graduated from the same school that I did, North Carolina A&T, and Tariq Cohen possibly gives him the opportunity to get more carries and, and just kind of perform. So I'm happy that he may be getting his opportunity. But at the same time, you can kind of see where people are just trying to make their teams better. With that, you know, that want that one piece or those two pieces that are able to enhance a roster to maybe get you over the hump. 
So you can kind of see that. You can also see them delving out the money as well. You know, the NFL is real cautious. And I'm getting into a couple other things, too, when it comes to not necessarily collusion. <laughs> I know that word has been floated out there in a couple of different realms. But the NFL just kind of getting together to say we're not going to do this and we're going to keep our money a certain way, even though the, the, the salary caps continuously go up every year. You see that they don't want players to have too much power. And let me shift my focus into what I'm talking about as far as that power. There was a, a, a rumor because you always hear rumors, source brothers, whatever you call them, um, saying that. The NFL owners are worried about the way that Antonio Brown got out of his contract, the way that Le'Veon Bell uh, kind of uh, of operated. They're worried about that. They're worried about future players that have gotten their guaranteed money that aren't pleased with the contract anymore kind of acting up. They're, they're afraid of that. Now, I, I'll say this. The NFL is as close to, and I'm not going to use the S word, but nothing's guaranteed there. And when it comes to you being locked into something and can't get out of it, but the owners of the franchise can get rid of you, change things up at a drop of a dime, it's kind of one of those things that you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So what do you do? Essentially, what do you do? Sometimes you got to act the ass to get out of it. And I'm just keeping it 100 for a second. When you're looking at the ways that contracts can be torn up, started over, you don't get your you get your guaranteed money. But you 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 thinking, you know, this 10 year, 150 million dollar contract is not worth the damn paper it's written on. And so when you're looking at those things and you're looking at the protections that you have based on a game that can kill you. What do you think these players are going to do? If they will wake up and save their money, there's a whole lot more they can do. Folks, 2020 is going to be the last, last official season in the NFL for a while. I'm talking about as far as going back to back. The collective bargaining agreement is coming up. The player's option to opt out of it. And if they are smart with their money and, and smart with their prestige, they would finally say, let me save my dough so we can get some more rights. In a game where you can set foot on it and every play, as much as I love the sport, don't get me wrong, I played it. As much as you can be killed in an instant, as much as every play, you are essentially getting in car accidents every time there is a play. What do you mean somebody's offended by you having to do certain stuff to get your money? You only have so much time on this earth. Now, there's a lot of scientific knowledge and scientific research behind a whole lot of stuff. However, I'm just going to make this inference. I almost guarantee the NFL, NFL football shortens your life. I, I, I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee that somehow playing football Shortens your life expectancy in some fashion. Or shortens your cognitive ability in some fashion. So what do you mean I can't get no more get any more money? So I do what I have to do to to 
have as much financial security as possible. And those that say they hand you big contracts, they do. They give you a lot of money, a lot more money than the average Joe would have. I agree with that. But at the same time, when you're talking about as much money as you deserve based on based on what you're doing, because you're the ones out there performing. I get that the financial risk up front may go to a, a, an owner of a franchise, but at the same token, they're not out there taking snaps. They're not out there having those car crashes every play. So I think NFL players and football in general should get should get everything that they deserve. The NBA has done a great job in having players have a bigger share of of what of, of the money that is get is gotten by a franchise or gotten by a league. And I think when you have that equal part not not equal partnership. Let me let me rephrase that. When it comes to actual dollars and and you know owners of the franchise, they're getting the majority of money. Of course, they've taken the financial risk. But the NFL the, the NBA, excuse me, has done such a tremendous job in having players say so and really everybody buy in into equal partnership. They really have. Um they've also given a platform in so many different realms, whether we're talking about social injustice and things of that nature, but also being able to self-promote. Now, by the nature of the game, being having a helmet on versus having your face in the open, there's more promotion that can take place just purely on your face, just purely on what you wear. The NFL is so stringent, and the NFL emphasizes more of a team game that you can't do self that you There's not a lot of self-promotion that you can do. Or if you do self-promote, you're considered not a team player. So it could be in that way as well. The NFL is so, so just controversial in so many ways when it comes to what they stand for versus what they give. And what we talked about as far as the, you know, the parallels of life when it comes to the NFL and what you get from it. There are a whole lot of things that equate a lot of of social injustices that took place more than just you you understand. And some people may may consider that, you know, you're just being being inflammatory. No, no. If you look at the way it is giving, there's a sharecropper's mentality when it comes to the NFL versus versus more versus the NBA. It just is. People may love the sport. I do, too. But. There are things that really they could do to change that sport, especially looking at the danger of that of the sport. It, it, it's just fascinating. And maybe we'll talk about that one day and breaking down some more of the parallels into it. But but I'm just saying once again, this is Jamie Walker, the Black Baller podcast. You can contact me at Coach Work Productions at Gmail dot com on Twitter at the Black Baller one. Uh, my personal Twitter at Coach Work Media and on Facebook at Coach Work Media Enterprises LLC. Be sure to give me a shout. Let me know what you're feeling and continue on um, kind of transitioning into the NBA. LeBron not going to the playoffs. They have been officially eliminated. The L.A. Lakers and LeBron and the, the, the fighting LeBrons. Now. I'm going to say something. Cause he's been getting a lot of flack for for trying to improve the team in the middle of the year or by the trade deadline. Along with that, you can kind of see 
you know, them fold the other teammates, you know, the Kyle Kuzma's, the not so much Kyle Kuzma. Let me back that up. Let me backtrack on that for a second. The the Lonzo Balls, who's been hurt, uh, and, and other players that, that have kind of uh, started worrying about what their next, next destination is going to be versus playing ball. And if you were old school, you kind of understood that the trading was part of the process. Not that you necessarily liked it, but you knew it was the business of sport. They just didn't recover well from that. And so LeBron, for the first time in a long time, is going home. Like, he's going to be on, on like, you know, T and TNT does such a great job. He's going fishing, man. So I want to see what that looks like. Uh, you, they probably already had it up there. But LeBron going fishing. Man, that's that's crazy because ever since he's been in the league, he's been, at least been in the playoffs. You know, shoot, for the first time in eight years, he's not in the finals. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. But when you're looking at the way that LeBron James is is so polarizing to people, it's just so funny to me. Because in a sense, he does everything right. I'm talking about just personally. He he doesn't, you know, he's not out there just being being crazy. He's trying to be uh, trying to be monetarily sound. He tries to give opportunities to to folks that grew up around him and uh, opportunities for people that that represent his hometown in Akron, Ohio. So he does so much good, but it's just so polarizing when it comes to basketball. But he's not going to be in the playoffs. And what does that say about the 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 man who is essentially the face of the NBA? I hate to say this, man, because I'm a fan. It's not going to do anything. What I'm curious about is some storylines. Is Houston gonna be able to go get over the hump finally? Will Coach Budenholzer get to the finals with the Milwaukee Bucks and and Giannis um acting to Kupo? Will James Harden and Chris Paul finally do it? Like because Chris Paul has never been to the finals, has never been, and that's amazing to me because he's a long time excellent point guard in this league. And for him not to do it is, is crazy. Can Golden State keep it together this last year? Because I am predicting. I'm not certain. But I think Kevin Durant is done. I think Kevin Durant is done. I think he takes his talents, quote unquote, to New York. But we'll see what happens with that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if Boogie Cousins actually can contribute on, on that kind of plane when it comes to uh, playoff basketball. We'll see. Will Draymond Green be there next year? Like, there's so many, so many storylines that comes to the playoffs, even with LeBron out of it, that I'm not even heavily concerned that ratings will be down being that LeBron's not in it. Because I think he's such a polarizing figure that I think there's just many, as many people that hate him as it is that love him. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Got to go to this for a second. Got to go to the local, the local, local flavor in the NBA. Trey Young. And Luka Doncic. Now, when that trade, not well, it was a trade. It was a trade. They traded those picks and traded those players. So Atlanta actually drafted Luka. And uh Dallas actually traded. I mean, Ashley drafted Trey Young. And so when you're looking at the, the trade being pulled off, and then essentially what, what Luka Doncic did initially. 
it was like, oh, God, here we go again in Atlanta, just picking the wrong dude. We should have kept him. But doggone it, Trey Young, after going, you know, through his his initial, you know, ups and downs, because you're talking about a player that only played college one year. Now, now in Lucas defense, he never played college. He played in the, in probably the most, the, the, the second best league in the world uh, where, where he came from. But you're looking at the ways that, Neither one of them were were necessarily NBA, you know, ready, and both had uncertainties coming in, you know, because both are young. But Luca came out on fire, on on absolute fire. And so when you're looking at uh, what he did in the beginning of the year into the All Star break, it was kind of like, man, we had him in our hands. If you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, but dog on Trey Young stuck with the process. Coming out of Oklahoma, everyone thought, you know, smallest player, maybe he'll be like a Steph Curry. If you get a Steph Curry out of out of Trey Young, first of all, then you've done your job in management. But initially he wasn't he you know, he, he turned the ball over a lot and he wasn't hitting those threes even though he would take them from from Decatur. Like he he, you know, it just wasn't popping initially. And then you know, Trey just got on track right before the All-Star break, and it's continued on the second half of the season, whereas now I think you have to give a co-rookie of the year. I think you do. I think Luka has has maintained and kind of cooled, not cooled off, because he's maintained over a 20-point scoring average. And so, and, 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 you know, high assist numbers as well. But Trey Young has won multiple games, including the other night against the Bucks, where, you know, his shot in overtime won it. And so when you're looking at, you know, both of these players, the future is bright for both both players and hopefully both franchises. Although, you know, we've got some trouble in the wings, maybe in, in, in Dallas where um, free agent pickup in the trade. Well, not free agent, excuse me, in the trade uh, for Dennis Smith Jr. Christophe Porzingis recently uh, got charged or accused of rape. And so we'll see how that goes. And because so many details are low and still coming out, not going to comment on that too much. But when it comes to both of those franchises, you know, Dallas has been down for a little while. But, you know, they've had past success, including an NBA championship. And Atlanta, of course, with the transition of, of coaching staffs and players, you know, they're looking to rebuild. But Trey Young right now has embraced and the city has kind of embraced him as well. So if you can kind of get some more draft picks um, I like what, what, what head coach Lloyd Lloyd Pierce is, is has has gone with that team. Uh, smaller, quicker, outside shooting. Uh, you know they're an exciting team to watch. And and I think initially I questioned what what the franchise was trying to do. In and I'm talking about overall when they got new ownership and they kind of realized where where they were in relation to Atlanta, the city of Atlanta. The flash, the style, the substance. When it came to making over what is now State Farm Arena and making over the team and kind of discovering what they want, that success under Mike Budenholzer, who will probably win um, Coach of the Year in Milwaukee, well-deserved, he can flat-out coach. But when it comes to the way that that the city has kind of embraced where it is now what and not necessarily style over substance but 
I think the basketball team has to reflect the city that it's in. And so they've kind of done that and put together a pretty good and competitive product. Now, they've only won 28 games this year. They have. So it's still a, a losing product right now. But the the they're trending upward. And the way this team is kind of being configured, you can kind of see where they're going with it and trying to return back to the glory days where Doc Rivers and 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 you know Kevin Willis and, and Dominique Wilkins had, you know, the Omni field. And so they're trying to go back to those days by putting excitement in the building, but also putting a team of substance in the building. And I love I'm I'm I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. So just kind of continuing with that. And, and kind of leaving, you know, as we wind down on, on the Black Baller podcast, we're going to talk, you know, one thing. Now, we'll change up the, the, the last segment a little bit and talk about the fade. I'm not going to necessarily ask a question. I'm going to give analysis because we're not on a phone line. So it's not like you can just easily respond. But speaking of the NBA, we're talking about all these free agents that might be going somewhere. We talked about the trade that may happen. With Anthony Davis, even though he's, you know, scheduled to be in New Orleans for one more season. But there's a couple people. ESPN asked a question that I think is very interesting because he's not one of the one of the two, you know, main people that's talked about a free agency. But we're going to talk about angry man Kyrie Irving and Kimball Walker of the Charlotte Hornets. And the question was asked. Is Kimba or Kyrie the better free agent? Now, everyone pretty much knows who Kyrie Irving is. When he was with LeBron James uh, in Cleveland, they won a championship together. Brought one, brought one to Cleveland. You know, people saw the emotions that happened. Kyrie hit the game-winning shot. He's clutch. He's one of the top three guards in the league. He is top three point guards in the league and so when you're looking at what he does for a team Boston has underperformed with him on the court when he's not on the court they seem to play better which is keeping it real so I don't think he'll be there next year he has the opportunity to to opt out of his contract and go to another squad and so when you're looking at Kyrie versus Kimball Walker who continues to elevate Charlotte that doesn't necessarily have the greatest roster together, but he continues to elevate with his play. He had he has had multiple 30, 40, and, 50, and sometimes 50-point games that no one knows about. And so when you ask that question, is Kimball or Kyrie the better free agent, you really have to analyze this for a second. Now, of course, one has the championship, of course, with, you know, arguably one of the greatest players in the world. But he was clutch along with him. But Kimber Walker's been clutch for a long time. Anybody that knows the story of Kimber Walker, Kimber Walker essentially carried single-handedly a team to the national championship when he was when he was at UConn. So to understand his his prowess as far as being a scorer, I think he helps a team instantly. I think he helps a team greatly with his play. And it would be interesting to see him playing with other good players to see where what heights they could travel to. You've kind of already seen that with, with Kyrie Irving in that with LeBron James, Kyrie was able to elevate his game to greater heights to win a championship. Now, 
we're testing to see right now, really looking to see whether or not he's able to carry this Boston team to a championship. Right now, they're sputtering going into the playoffs. But you never know. When you get to that second season, you never know what happens in other people's play. I do know this. Last year when he was hurt, that Boston team looked so much better without him than they did with him. So we'll continue to see what happens. It's a, it's a really interesting and fascinating question. Is Kimball or Kyrie the better free agent right now? We'll see. But if you have an answer, be sure to um, contact me on Twitter at TheBlackBaller1 uh, through email at CoachWork productions at gmail.com or on facebook at coachwork media enterprises llc once again it has been a blast we'll see what those final fours for both the men and the women are and hopefully we'll get to talk about it on next sunday and you know as we continue to just to just follow these sports make sure you continue to just just support you know other voices within the sports media realm whether it be through podcasts, looking at networks, listening to radio, uh, and, and just other other you know mediums of, of listening to other people. So until next time on the Black Baller Podcast, you be good, and if not, be good at it. See you later. The Black Baller Podcast.